What's up, everyone? This is another episode of the Triple Ops Report podcast, and today I wanted to talk about, uh, well, I'm joined by my brother. Hey, what's up, what's up? And uh, he's Joel Pulliam, obviously. He's uh, has his own podcast. I don't know if the, it's obviously. Yeah, not. Uh, he has his own podcast, uh, the first and 15th podcast. Uh, you can subscribe and, and, and uh, download that as well. I uh, appreciate that. And uh, today... Uh, me and him wanted to, to uh, talk about one specific thing, uh, uh, hot takes. One thing that neither of us are a fan of in sports media is hey. our hot takes. And you wanted to just talk about some hot takes that we've seen that in just like, not debunk, but you know. It make no sense. Yeah. Like, like uh, pretty much like, uh, what's the word other than debunk? Uh, I mean, debunk, expose. Yeah, expose. Uh, Burry, stuff like that. All right, let's get to it. Yeah. What's the first one? Uh, okay, this one's, I don't even know if this is really a hot take. Um, Paul Feinbaum. Oh, man. Yeah, him. Uh, at this point, like I said, I, I, just, I don't even know if it's really a hot take. I just, I just think he likes to, to troll Michigan fans that, at this point. Like, like the whole, he said that Ohio State is the only team in the Big Ten that can prevent Georgia from repeating. Like this, this is what makes no sense to me, <laughs> right? Ohio State. Let's be honest. Marvin Harrison doesn't get knocked out of that game. They probably run away with it because they weren't able to stop the vertical passing game of Ohio State. Oh well, you know who physically dominated Ohio State the last two years? The only team yeah. from around is Michigan. So to say, like, so Georgia breaking in a new quarterback. Is like some unbeatable machine, but Michigan isn't on Ohio State's level. Yeah, I know. It's, it's not really the Georgia part that gets me annoyed. I mean, they deserve it. I mean, they've no, won no, two as well. It. It's the Ohio State part. Ohio State loses. So, uh, they they have to get a new quarterback, right? Like Kyle McCord is most likely the starter, right? But right. Michigan has a returning quarterback. Like out of all the the, I I think I heard Reese Davis say like like. Why he thinks Michigan can can like win it all? And why he's really high on them this year is that he had him number one. Yeah, it's because they have everybody returning on offense, and like they're the only true title contender this year, heading into this year on paper, who returns their quarterback. Yeah, and 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 my thing with Georgia is that Georgia, they're deserving of a preseason number one. I'm not even blowing China. Yeah, like, obviously. I mean, they're a great team. Yeah, great definitely. Lines of scrimmage. No, no but question. They, but breaking in a, 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 a man, I'm excited for college football. I'm sorry, I got kind of goosebumps. But uh, Georgia starts out one of the me and Blake have talked. One of the triple games they could have is South Carolina. I'm not sure everybody agrees with this, but just because when you're breaking in a new quarterback, even if you're a great team, it takes some time to get adjusted to to real game situations. So I, I think they played them the second week. I might be wrong, but I mean, uh, let me see. If I'm correct, I believe it is the second week. And if that that's the case, uh, I mean, I can see them slipping up in that one. Even though they demolished Carolina, South Carolina. They absolutely wasted them. They, they demolished them last year. I can last see, year was not even close. South Carolina was much improved. By the end of the season, they were playing like one of those top 20 teams in the nation. They were a very good team at the end of the season, you know. Shane, Shane Beamer has those boys. They're playing ball. And offensively, yeah. And they return a they they return a good amount of talent. But they top twenty five. I don't know. Only thing that hurts them is like their schedule is brutal. Brutal. But like, 
if they were to beat Georgia, then then we can have some different. Yeah, like uh, the only thing is line of scrimmage would be a problem. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like I could see Georgia maybe being offensively challenged in the first half of the season before the. Young but the line of scrimmage, there's one shrink that returns for Georgia next year. Oh, the line of scrimmage. Their own line is very good, very, very, very good. So like, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you there. I see those being as, like, but like I said, like. I don't know if Michigan has like a, a, a flaw like that. Every single year that we we've seen Michigan play, right? We've always thought, well, this is one part of the, the team that doesn't exactly, you know, like uh, is not at that level yet, right? Or we don't have the athletes at, at a certain position, right? That's not really the case here. Like every single position, they're in a good spot. And any holes they had that might have been holes, like what, punter, kicker, or something like a linebacker, or edge rusher, or line, or whatever. They got in transfer portal. Yeah, they filled up corner. They filled up every single spot in, in, in the transfer portal. Boy, is a talented, man. Like, boys are talented. They're, 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 yeah, there's no flaw. It's the third game of the season. And, 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 okay, third game. And don't worry on, Georgia should be the number one ranked team going to the season. I'm not saying that. But to add this, if Ohio State's the one team, I just feel like sometimes people are living five years ago. Michigan, they're the kings of the Big Ten now. It's, it's, it's Georgia. It's not Ohio State, Clemson, and Bama anymore, y'all. It's Georgia, Michigan, and whoever can be that third team. And I'd probably say third team probably. Could it be a, 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 or a USC and Ohio State or Notre Dame or Penn exactly State, something like that. But, like, outside of that, like, LSU is a dark horse. Yeah, LSU too. Like, like those are, but like now, yeah, those two teams are the one two, or two teams I expect to make the playoffs this year. I'd like to see LSU and Georgia rematch, playing SEC championship. I think that'll happen. Uh, and 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 I think LSU will be as much as they were improved last year. I think they are a national title, or at least a playoff contender this year. Not yeah, national. They're a playoff contender. But all right, we're not gonna go too far. Right. What's the second? What's the what's the second hot uh, take that needs to be exposed? Now, uh, let's see here. Uh, I was on about Boogie Cousins. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, actually, I was going to think about... Okay, the, my bad. Uh, the whole... It's, there's been some disrespect towards Geno Smith, I noticed. Oh, man. And I think you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, like I the, uh, it was the It was a graphic I saw. Many you saw that had, like, the best quarterbacks in each division. And on... Like, I think for the AFC West, it was a joke, but it was Christian McCaffrey and not Geno Smith. When Geno Smith is, is, is a, what, a top five quarterback in the NFL? Like, come on. Or like, NFC. It, it was NFC. Okay, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, he's a top five quarterback in the NFC. <laughs> but, yeah, like, like. We look at it. Who I think he's top five quarterback in in, in the NFC. Okay, look look at who else is. Obviously, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott. Yeah, those two, Jalen and Dak. But after them, I think Jared. Goff. Yeah, you can put Jared Goff in there. Yeah, I, Jared Goff's never been bad. I think no, that's the crazy part. He's yeah. never had a bad like year. Bledsoe type of thing, where people like. I mean, Drew Bledsoe's better, but I'm saying you kind of forget how consistently good. Yeah, like he's never going to win MVP. Does he make mistakes sometimes? Yes, but. He, like, what would you rather have? Like him? There aren't a lot of people as good as he is. No, and outside of them, who else in who the NFC? 
who else is 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 like that in, in the NFC? I just, we said Jalen, we said Dak, we said Geno and and, and uh, Jared. And Matthew Stafford is getting older, and you know he's hurt, but yeah, I could put him up there. Yeah, Matthew Stafford. Still, outside of them, who else? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, yeah. But I I, I still think Geno's top five. I think yeah, I'll put Geno over Kyler after last year. Yeah, but. It's no, not. I just think it's Matt. Yeah. Is the guy who used to play for the Raiders? Is he in the NFC now? Who? Uh, Carr. Who? Carr. Used to oh. play for the Raiders. Uh. Let me see. Is he? I think he might actually. Let me see. Oh, he plays for Saints. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. There you go. There you go. He's up there. But like. Yeah, not a lot going on. It's like the outside of them, what uh 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 dies to with the the 49ers actual quarterback, <laughs> not named Christian McCaff- McCaffrey, that. which made that even more of a ridiculous thing. So I I just think sometimes people um it's do hot takes for the sake of hot. It's just for the sake of hot takes. I don't even know if that was in jest or what, yeah. but it was it's like mad, come on, mad disrespect. And, and also throwing one out here, any. Much respect to this man, obviously, but any boxing list that has, like, Mike Tyson top five, I'm just like, all right. Oh, man. That's not attacking Mike Tyson, but it's just that Mike, it's unfortunate, like, Mike Tyson's career-wise. Yeah, career-wise, no. Boxing. No. But career-wise, because, no. you know, some of the legal issues, and I think, you know, just losing his way. I'm happy to see the place he's in. Yeah, he's in a great spot now. Uh, but, like, yeah. I don't know. It's not top. No. He's not. It shows oh, how one of these shows you got to do a top it, it, yeah, it shows you the cash like, ooh, top five boxing list. You know, top five. Let me spoil it. I mean, it's very good. Top ten. No, okay, top twenty. Yeah, but yeah, like like that's one of the ho- other hot takes that we see a lot of times, and that's not a. Like, it's not really a hot take as much as it's just like a, a casual take, kind of. I like using. I don't really like using the, the term casual, but it it, it kind yeah. They're boxing levels to being a boxing fan. No offense to anybody. All right, so what we got next? That was a mini hot take. Yeah, it was the the boogie boogie cousin. Okay, this is the whole one I saw. I saw someone say, and I'm I'm a huge fan of Boogie Cousins, and I was a big supporter when he was playing. I thought he was underrated, vastly underrated. But they said like if he was healthy, like he, or even when he was healthy, he was as good as Embiid and, and Jokic. And this is not a knock on him when I say this, but I uh, I think people underestimate how good. First of all, Jokic is the best player in the world, so we're gonna put him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Embiid. Embiid is, is a five. top five offense and defense. Man, right? come on. Him and Giannis are the two best two way players, and maybe AD. Elite rebounder, elite defender. Yeah. It's just the playoff success that's missing, but in terms of just talent, no. I mean, this guy is. And that's nothing against Boogie because I think Boogie got stuck on some really bad teams, uh, really bad teams. But I, and I thought if he was healthy, he'd have been a Hall of Famer, I think. But you know, unfortunately, what happened? Yeah, his injuries hurt him badly. Injuries hurt him. But I, I'm not. And also the fact that he was on some. The Kings are a lot better now, but at that time they were a black hole, man. And not just the Kings, also like uh, uh, the Pelicans, like. That's just yeah. he's never been on a, on on a, a well ran franchise until like the injuries really started kicking with Golden State. Like 
he and Jokic there, y'all. This man's a generation. Like you know me, Joel. Blake, Blake's first of all, Blake been a huge fan of Jokic, but also Blake doesn't hand out these things very often. Like we don't, we don't use because a lot of people use gold and generational. And my God, we've never seen this, and they use it so loosely with music. I mean, we talked about that before. Music and sports and movies and TV shows. This is the greatest. That is heavy to say. Yeah. Jokic is something we, is a unicorn. I've never seen a player. This man is the biggest or second. He's one of what? Three biggest players in in the NBA weight-wise, right? Right. And despite that, uh, he plays like a point guard, but like at an elite level. He has elite offense, like passing-wise and He's a really good shooter. He has great footwork and like can score in the paint easily. He come on. He's one of the best three point shooters in the game. It's like if you mix Dirk Nowitzki with Bill Walton, with like Magic Johnson or Kakima Lajman or something. It's it's just you've never seen a big man control an offense. He can dribble the ball from end to end. Yeah, he can start the fast break and finish the fast break. Can hit the mid range, can hit the three. Hey, he's been playing like this for years, man. Like it's not just a, a recent thing. No, I, you, I, see, you can see it. I saw him playing like this in 2016 Somebody. Summer Olympics. Yeah, when, when them them in Serbia almost beat the U.S. Oh, not in the finals. Not not in the finals. Oh, we wiped them off the face of the earth. The finals, but but like and and yeah, like early and yeah, like they gave gave he gave us fits. Like, like th- this team, I mean, that guy, no. He's he's something, like, even in summer league when he came, because I think he waited a year before he came over. But, like, his summer league, you could just see bits, like the passing. It was like, big men don't pass like that. The vision. And before we act, like, er- yeah, people can throw fancy passes, but to be efficient while doing it, and, and it's like dribbling. A lot of times people over-dribble, and they call it great dribbling, but is it with the purpose? The passing is with the purpose. Like, it's never out of pocket. And, and, like, we talked about this. The players with the three best IQs. Is, what did you say, Blake? And the NBA? It was it was LeBron James. Oh. Uh, definitely. Uh, what is he? never had the, the highest IQ in, in the NBA. Even as a rookie, he had a high IQ. He's uh best boys. Uh, Chris Paul. Again, another yeah. obvious answer. And uh, Jokic. Yeah. Honorable mention Draymond. to Draymond. Yeah, he's right below it. Yeah, but you're right. He has great IQ for the game. Like, yeah, Jokic has already like next few years when when Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul might retire soon, like the next probably two years, honestly. And LeBron, whenever he feels comfortable to retire, which could be what next two, three, four, five years, I guess. And this not longer, but but like like at the rate it's going, the next five years. He's in the twilight, and I don't mean that like he can't contend for championships. No, he still can, definitely. No, he, he can, can still win. I'm saying the but, sun, the sunset is in the horizon for his career. Right? For Paul, I do think Paul's in his twilight years now. No, I mean, wait, Chris Paul, mean, yeah, twilight, even LeBron's in his twilight years. Like he's well, yes, yeah. two or three years. That's that's just yeah. Dream. Not saying that he couldn't but play. Well, I think he can play into his forties relatively well, but, but I don't know if he wants to play into his forties. I think he's kind of done with it, just in the sense of. Uh, I think when he plays with the Sun, yeah, he gets the opportunity. He's a very competitive guy, but he's also a very realistic guy and a very how do you say it's like not normal down to earth, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's not like 
a psycho. It was like, I will play for it. Like, his skills, they're yeah. diminishing. And it's not like a bad thing. He's still one of the best players in the NBA, but like he's not what he was in his prime, which was runaway greatest player of his generation, not even close. And so I'm not sure he wants to see his skills deteriorate in his 40. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be, he has pride and rightfully so, yeah. his game. I will say, you don't want to retire. He's still averaging almost about 30 points a game still. This late to his career, so I don't know if like I think the injuries also. I think yeah, that I'll be. I want to keep dealing with that. I've always said that his injuries have always come during years where his team wasn't properly built and he had to overplay himself. Not overplay, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, do things that he wasn't that he probably wasn't built to do for this specific Lakers era, with, with this era of his career. And I and. and you know, I agree, but I just think I think a lot of it is just he never got injured, even on bad teams. He was on like well, the Cleveland team. He was felt bad. That, well, that, that's the thing; he can still pull this off. He was younger, but wait, but that goes to my point. But I, the body is deteriorating. He, but I don't way. think like his like injury prone. I think if he's if he's playing on a team that's properly built, he won't get injured because he won't be playing. You know, yeah, but more uh, than what he should be playing. But I'm saying it's it's I'm not like, but. What you're saying isn't necessarily against what I'm saying. I'm, I, I get your point that, like, but he is more injury prone than he was. So that means he's getting older. Like, that's just the truth. He gets tired. He's older. There was a time when he could probably play all the minutes of a game and not be tired at all. That doesn't mean, like, he still can't do it. Oh, no. But the twilight, what I'm saying, his skills are diminishing. Yeah, 100 to 95 is still diminishing. Is still way better than a lot of people, than most players. Like he ain't lying. Oh well, no, yeah. I, I'm just saying. I don't think he wants to see his skills diminish to a seventy. No, that's my but point. Like, the I thing think, is, when does it hit a seventy? But you can see it. Like, and LeBron is the best player of the generation in the goal conversation. There's no doubt about that. But he did get tired at times when he wouldn't be tired with a team that was good in the playoff. Albeit, like again, even with this, that has to do also with the fact that. The team was built later on, on the last second, and they're really not I'm trying to make excuses, but you know, they really went in just to even get into the playoffs. But, but they I, did, but I can make, I would agree with you if, like, the push, he missed a lot of that. And it wasn't like he was along, like, no one else got tired in the playoffs. It was just him. Well, they didn't run out of gas as a team. No. Oh, mm-hmm. Like, I like, but uh, they just got beat by a better team. Now, I think Lakers, the chemistry would probably be better, sure. Yeah. But in terms of, no, I mean, this has kind of been the past few years. Well, no, because the when it, get, playoff basketball different from, from regular season being able to put up 30 when you want to, 35 playoff. I wouldn't say the last few years because there's no evidence of that since they didn't make the playoffs like that. Before. But I'm saying, like, if he gets injured, he does get it. Like, that's not a knock. But I'm saying he, he only got injured in the years where his team wasn't built properly. But I'm, when's the last year he was not? Well, the last year there his team wasn't was actually built properly. Wait, but uh, think about uh, that. We don't use that for anybody else who's injury prone. That's my point. Well, no, I would say that about even someone like a Steph or, or like a KD. If KD and Steph did had a better built, like especially KD's case, if, like his team actually had depth, like, like scoring a cast around him, and he wasn't like. Doing what he was doing like, early in the year, he probably wouldn't he get injured on. He freaking slipped on something. Like that's like you. I'm just saying. I don't think like at least there's nothing to prove that like exertion causes in- injuries. I just don't see a correlation. No, it's not. It's just a constantly. 
at where Terrence is playing. I just, that's what I'm saying. You're older. And, but those don't result in injuries. And, like, what they're doing when they're old. Like, like he, he's taking up more and more shots and stuff like that. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, but, like, a torn thing in your foot ain't because of overconfidence. That's just probably a freak accident. Like, you just tore your, something. Like, if you said, like, back pain or something, and it's a chronic thing. Even Steph with uh, a few amount of injuries last year because the rest of his, his players weren't really up to par. But I'm saying he had no to one's immune from it. Everybody, if, if me and you ran out there, we would get it. Like, it would hurt. Like, and that's the, that's just life. I mean, that's not a... He'll still be an all-star type player. I'm not saying that. Oh, yeah. Saying, I don't think he'll play more than two or three years because I don't think he wants to see his skills diminish. Like, some I, of the players I, who hit on too long. I, I understand. I guess yeah. that. Like, he'll still contend. I'm not saying that. But he has pride, and rightfully so. I wouldn't want to go out. You know what I'm saying? Like some other players that I'm not naming anybody or knocking them because I understand the love of the game. But I, I yeah, I, I think he cares about wanting to close that book nice and hey, I yeah. I played. I was averaging 25 a game my last season. Yeah, not too many players. No player past 20th year even has averaged se- what 10. Well, I thought Carmelo was well. It was Carmelo 20? I don't think he played 20. Years. Yeah, you're right. He what he averaged like what was it 16? Like then he averaged 30. You know what I'm saying? Carmelo averaged like 16. is like up there. It's actually for oh. like ladies. This is for that. We got, we got off track. What's the, what's oh, yeah. the next? Okay. <laughs> now, but this going to make an interesting like preview for the NBA season when you do one. Uh, Last one, the college football. Back to college football. Oh, yeah. Someone said they, there was a picture of Sonny Michelle, a picture of Nick Chubb, a picture of Todd Gurley. And they're like, is this the best running back room in college football history? Again, those are great players. Great. And I thought Todd Gurley, if not for injuries, would have been a Hall of Famer. But, no. Uh, no. I'm not sure it's the best Georgia one. Garrison Hurst and Terrell Davis played in the 90s. Yeah. But, like, what's the first one that comes to your mind, Blake? When I think of a, a running back, yeah. uh, there's a, there's a lot of them. Uh, Wisconsin's, obviously, when you had, uh, you had, what, James White and, 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 uh, uh, Melvin Gordon Melvin and Gordon, yep. was it Corey Clement? I think all three of them were playing on the same team. Actually, that's time. Yeah, like that. Like yeah, that you had the one the year before oh, with uh, Monty Ball, Monty Ball, and and Melvin Gordon and, and James White, if I'm correct. Yeah, like most old wasn't there like one that had like John Clay in Monty Ball? Or was it and, John Clay? P.J. Hill was one of them, right? Let me uh, let me see. Probably right. Oh, there's one. While Blake's looking, there's one. Uh, Thurman Thomas, Barry Sanders. Yep, that's stuff. That's probably the greatest tandem in college football history. Maybe other than like Glenn Davis and Dot Blanchard from Army. But we're talking about two Hall of Famers and Thurman Thomas. Barry Sanders is to me is the greatest college football. Maybe other than Red Grange, but for a singular season, not even close. I think he, like as a running back, he had no peers. 2,600 yards in an 11-game season is crazy. And so this man was returning kicks the first two years because he was backing up another Hall of Famer, Thurman Thomas. Uh, I think of another, uh, well, it's not Big 8, but, well, it was Big 12 by then. Priest Holmes and Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams, yeah. Heisman Trophy winner. Heisman Trophy winner. And Priest Holmes was really underrated. Again, the life span of like a running back's career is not long you can also see like, that now in the NFL but yeah. oh man 
But, uh, yeah, like, going back to that Wisconsin, it was 22 Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, they had Jean Clay, Monty Ball, and James White. Man, that's tough. That's tough. For a good 10-year stretch, like, Wisconsin always had, like, a 1,500, 1,600-yard running back. And two other running backs who were very good, too. Who were very good who could back them up. And then we got Bama. Bama had uh, that same time around that same time span. What was it? Was it uh, Mark Ingram? Uh, Who else? Shrek Richardson, Richardson, and and uh, what was it? Uh, dude went to the Packers, to Green Bay. Um, Eddie Lacy. Yeah, Eddie Lacy. Yeah, dude. Let's we'll see. Very good. <laughs> Jeez. That team was only ten and three, and played in this, in what what's now the Citrus Bowl. Yeah, unfortunately, at that time it was called the Capital One Bowl. Well, they played State. Yeah, they demolished them. them it was forty nine to seven. They could have been like eighty to nothing. If they really went, <laughs> oh man, like uh, they, yeah, they were actually more running back. We like we talking about Scott, we talking about what Syracuse, right? And like, oh, Syracuse, Ernie Davis. Uh, Ernie Davis and Jim Brown. Jim Brown, you know, I'm not, yeah, calling, you know, you know, but as a player, he was great at Syracuse. Um, and then it was a Larry Zonka and, and Ernie Davis would have been a Hall of Famer. Unfortunately, you know, he passes away from cancer after being drafted. Uh, uh the 60s, you had Larry Zonka. Come on, you, so you go from Jim Brown and, and Ernie Davis to. Larry Zonka and Floyd Little. Yeah. Crazy. Well, let's talk about Southern Cal. You know, there's a point. Charles White was the Heisman winner. And who's blocking for him at fullback? Marcus Allen. Another <laughs> Heisman winner. Uh, first ballot in a, like, Hall of Famer. Pro Football Hall of Famer. Two Heisman winners in the backfield. That's hard. I think the only, only other to do it is Glenn Davis and, and Dot Blanchard. Like, at any point, either one of them won a Heisman. Uh... Another one, Reggie Bush, Lindell White. Yeah. When I was a teenager and Blake was a kid, USC was like this. Yeah, beat when stopped. I, I grew up in, I, it felt like, I don't know if he actually coached that game, but, I, you know, when they faced, was it Washington, was it Washington State? They demolished, uh, was, it felt like they had Snoop Dogg coaching them. It yeah, looked like Colin plays. <laughs> it was hilarious. Like, they, they just demolished teams like that. Like they that 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 was one of the best teams I've seen. Like, or that UCLA game, man. UCLA, I remember UCLA was like top that. Maurice Jones, Drew, like top ten and got wiped off the map. That was that's the best offense I've seen. Twenty nineteen LSU is the second best and it's close, but I think the running backs give USC kind of the edge to have Reggie Bush and Lindo White. I mean, before they had Herschel Dennis the year before, like USC kept running back and in they, the early two thousand. And they went into Oklahoma, man. Man, they demolished. That's the best I've ever seen a team play against Oklahoma. I'm not saying they're the best team. I think 95 Nebraska is the best team. But on that night, Oklahoma had Jason White, who had won the Heisman. Then they had Adrian Peterson. Did nothing. Got waxed. Was that 50? I want to say 55-19. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, 55-19, yeah. And when they beat UCLA, it was sixty. It was sixty-six to nineteen. Jeez, they were putting sixty-six to nineteen. Seventy to seven. No, it was like seventy. It was. I think it was seventy to seven. It was uh, seventy to seventeen. That's nasty. 
that that had Felix Jones. That's another great running back. Yeah, Felix Jones, Derrick McFadden. Yeah, Peyton Hillis, Derrick. They had Peyton Hillis, Derrick McFadden, Felix Jones, and they beat them seventy to seventeen. But that's another great running back. Obviously, in the SEC, Auburn had Kenny Irons, Ronnie Brown, and Cadillac Williams. That's a great one. Uh. Oh, SMU, I forgot about yeah. this one, SMU. Craig James and Eric Dickerson. Dickerson. Uh, are we forgetting one? Oh, the number one, and we talk, we've talked. Yeah. Miami and Miami might have the best running back for college. We're not talking about how, what they became in the pros. Well, even in the pros, I mean, they were, but there's no Hall of Famers, but that's because of injuries. Yeah. Clinton Portis, uh, uh, Willis McGahey. Jeez. Frank Gore. Who is the four-string running back, by the way? Najee and Najee Dabney got in college. Yep, that was Najee Dabney running back. From that was that was a whole loaded team. That was a with look at that, let's, let's look at the actual like that team was very good. Let's look at let's look Andre at, Johnson is the wide receiver. The DBs you got Ed Reed and his backup Sean Taylor. Okay, let's and let's Wolf let's see this. You got. John Bright McKinney. Brian McKinney was on offensive line. On the line, you had uh, Jeremy Shockey. Tight end. And this is unfortunate because Kelvin awful. Yeah, not a uh, good person. He's a backup tight end. Yeah. Receivers, like you said, you had uh, Roscoe Parrish, Roscoe Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson's a monster in college, bro. Even Ken Dorsey. Let me say something, Mike. People act as if he was like a game manager. Dude was a runner-up for the Heisman. Yeah. And Vernon third place, I think, the next year. Huh? Dude, dude could pass. It's just on that night, Ohio State had their number, you know, as much as I, you know. But, but I remember going into that game, I'm showing my age, you know, I'm not that old. But, like, me and my dad were saying, like, no, Ohio State is going to beat Miami. And sincerely believing that the style they played could stop a team. But that Miami dynasty, yeah. dynasty was very good. The DBs, Philip Buchanan. Entrell Roll. Entrell Roll on the other side. Sean Taylor and Ed Reed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan Vilma. Jonathan Vilma. Linebacker. Vince Wolfork was D tackle. That was a very good. The old one team, I remember watching that as a kid thinking, like, man, this is one of the best teams. And I didn't even know the history of college football like that back then. Just thinking, man, this team is. When I was a little kid, I just barely watched college football and I thought this must be the greatest team ever. Nebraska. Like, Miami ended the triple option offense yeah. on one night. Like, Nebraska looked stuck in the 50s. That like, <laughs> If you rewatch that game, I remember watching it as a kid and be like, oh my God, they're dismantled. It was 35 nothing, I think, at halftime, something like that. They could have put 100 on them boys. They were just faster, bigger. The scheme out schemed them. It, 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 yeah, it was kind of the end of Nebraska football as we know it that night. But uh, now I'm with Blake. I think that O one Miami. There's Miami. yeah, they're a much better running back. Who's that's not knock on? No, 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 great running back. Oh yeah, yeah. But we talked about the the previous Georgia team that we thought actually had a better one. What? What? Garrison Hurts. Yeah, Gary Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis. Yeah. yeah. Heck. I... What? What are you about? Yeah, I was gonna say this year. If Michigan were to, were to win the national title this year, yeah, Blake Corman, Dalton Edwards, yeah. on that on that on that list. It was a great running back duo. I just think uh, I said Glenn Davis and Dot Blanchard. It's hard to top that too. Yeah, with almost three national straight national titles, and then 
back to back Heisman winners yeah. in the backfield. But uh, I just think hey, you went some smaller schools. Yeah, I mean, you have. Well, actually, no. I was gonna say Garrett Wolf and and, and Michael Turner, but I think they're a year apart. They, were they ever on the same team? That's a good question. I Let's thought go. they were on the same team. I'm pretty sure that Garrett Wolf backed him up for a year. Michael the Bernard Turner, I remember him, man. They like, beat what was it, Maryland, Bama. That was when Maxion was. Man, they had like four ranked teams. Five ranked. It was it was five ranked. Yeah, that five ranked. I want to say Bowling Green, Marshall. At some point, Toledo. I beat Pittsburgh, Northern. Um, no way. And I would say, really? yeah. And one of them had to miss a bowl game. Was and Bowling Green. I forgot Bowling Green. Yeah, and one of them had to miss a bowl game because Northern Illinois, I think, missed a bowl game that year because they didn't have enough bowl slots. Oh, well. I say there's too many bowls. Blake said there's not enough. No, I think there's enough bowls. Or, or he, he just thinks that every team, automatically, it should be every team that meets 500 should be able to get in. No, it's, it's not even that. I just think there's enough bowls. I don't think there's too many bowls. Okay. We're going to have this discussion. I'm, 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 yeah. This discussion. I, I think it's how they do bowls that's the problem, not the actual bowls themselves. Don't want to see the the tag slayer. The over-sponsorship, or at least over-emphasis on, on sponsors. Like, I don't mind the Capital One Citrus Bowl, I don't, but I hate the Capital One Bowl. Like, well, that, that doesn't make any the, sense. The Corn Flakes, yeah, McDonald's Rolls. I don't mind the, the, I don't mind the Frosted Flakes Sun Bowl. Or whatever sun bowl presented by Frosted Flakes or whatever. I don't. Sun I don't care. With it's milk. A, it's no. I'm saying it's a sun bowl. It's milk. It's, no, no, no. As long as you emphasize the sun bowl, and like just what have they, the Frosted they Flakes. The Tony Tiger Bowl. Like the the problem was making it like they had Tony Tiger's face literally on the logo. Like it just made it look. He bad. is the sun to them. It that just looked really okay. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. But Tony the Tiger. It's just I don't, see, Tony Tiger. Yeah, they call it the Tony the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. If you had just said the Frosted Flakes Sun Bowl or the Kellogg Sun Bowl, I'd have been like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl and like have Tony the Tiger just majority of the logo? That's crazy. That's the problem. <laughs> that's a, yeah. If you said the Kellogg Sun Bowl, I was like, okay, that's cool. That's fine. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl? There. Like, come on. Yeah. It's, it's kind of ruining the game. Yeah, like it. Well, you talked about this in your first episode. Yeah, I talked about how, like, go check out and subscribe. Yep. So, yep. Definitely do that. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, what else? What are the hot takes are there? I think that was the last one. I think that's pretty Yeah, I think that might have been the last one. As I said, we just said, we saw some things, and we're like, nah, people just, people say things just to say stuff. And I don't have a problem. I just think the bad thing about social media is that people just feel like it's a rat race to get attention. And they'll say yeah. the most outrageous things they don't even believe. Yep. Then it becomes a narrative, and it's just like, it's like the whole the LeBron whole didn't have a clutch gene crap that people used to say, you know, one. Oh, yeah, there was one more. Skip James Harden apparently isn't a Hall of Famer. I saw someone, or they're questioning that. that yeah, yeah, he's the first off, seconds. he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. He's a top 10 shooting guard all time, and that's not, like, he's honestly pushing top five, if not top five. I, top five. Yeah, I think it's top five he on the shooting Mike, guard. I got Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, Jerry West. Now, between James and Clyde Drexler. Okay, and, yeah, James Harden and Clyde Drexler. I set those five and six between those two. And then you can go, you know, like I said, AI and, you know, Reggie. Reggie Rillen and Rillen and Clay Thompson. And yeah. But Joe Dumas, whatever. I don't t- yeah. Out here. Uh, yep. 
So, no, nah, that's a ridiculous. And see, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Just, just crazy. But it's insane. So, like, like the people who said, like, is J- Jimmy Butler's legacy on the line if they lose the Nuggets? No, because the Nuggets on paper are way better than the, than the Bulls. I mean, than the Heat. So, yeah, like, no, Jimmy Butler's legacy was not on, a, on, <laughs> he was, is not in trouble. He's on paper on a weaker team. He's on paper the weaker player. That's not, no. It's the, it was an accomplishment for him. Actually, his legacy was built up getting to the finals in the first, first time. Honestly. The first time. Let alone this time. Yeah. Like, no. Five-time All-Star, six-time All-Star. Yeah, no, his legacy is fine. He'll be a Hall of Famer, so I don't yeah. think it matters if he wins the championship or not, like, in terms of him being a Hall of Famer. Hey, guys, legacy wasn't hurt when he got, and his team lost the Lakers because, again, on paper. I'm mean, getting it. They, yeah. You don't need championships. Don't, you only need championships when we talk about the GOAT conversation. Yeah. What? We're talking about Hall of Famers. No, you don't. Well, Chamberlain has one ring and what? Come on. Like, like he's obviously a Hall of Famer. So, like, I, 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 I yeah, it did. No. <laughs> but uh, I think those are the hot takes for today. Now, hopefully we uh, debunked some crazy, crazy theories some hopefully, people have. Oh. Hopefully, there's less hot takes and theories in general, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's it for today. And, uh, I got something about, we got a new episode coming up on Monday, obviously, so that's next time you'll see us. Or see you. Me. See you. Listen to you. Yeah. And so, again, please subscribe. Yeah. Please download. Uh, Get this, man. Top. Follow me on Twitter, Coolium underscore Blake, P U L L I A M, uh, all lowercase. And follow me on threads, Blake Coolium one, all lowercase. And uh, guess that's it for today, right, Joe? Yeah, um, that's it. And, and, and again, like I said, the first 15 podcasts. Nah, you don't have to download it and subscribe to him as well. I appreciate that you don't have to. <laughs> this is your show. I'm just thankful to talk with my brother. This man knows more about sports than anyone I know. So please subscribe to this channel. Hit that subscribe button. And uh oh, shout out to Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, and don't Pistons have a bright future. That's Good. where we were born. So yeah. I'm gonna shout out. People the last few days have been dogging Detroit. I don't like uh, that. Not a fan of that. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to give a shout out to the city. Um, so, all right, Blake. All right. That's it for today. Uh, see you guys again on Monday and have a good weekend. Uh, that's it for today, y'all. See y'all. Bye. See ya.